0: Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm your host, Anthony Coker. Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. Today I've got with me Joel Karlu, head coach of the Global Product Search Mackay Meteors. Uh, welcome, Joel.
1: Anthony, how you going, mate? Good to be here. Thanks for having me on board.
0: No worries, mate. It's great to catch up again. It's been a few years since uh, we've had a yarn, so it be good to hear what's going on up there in Mackay and see how your, your stadium work's coming along and, and talk basketball too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. no, nah, it's all happening up, up here in the MAC at the moment, so <laughs> gearing up for inaugural NBL 1 North and... Uh, yeah, as you said, we've got some construction going on with the grandstand too. So, some uh, renovations to our show court stadium at uh, McDonald's Mackay Stadium. So, yeah, no, we're we're all systems go right now, ready for that April 25 tip-off.
0: Nice. So, mate, let's uh, talk about your past. And uh, one of the first questions I normally ask my guests is, yeah, did you play as a junior? Like, when, when did you get involved in basketball? And, you know, who who was involved in uh, coaching you in your early days?
1: Uh, yeah, like I was a bit of a late starter when it come to hoops. I didn't... um. I didn't start till actually under 14. So, All right. um, Yeah, so I growing up, it was, it was more cricket. It um, was probably sport of choice number one. Uh, a little bit of kicking a footy around and, and that kind of thing. Dabbled in some sports like squash as well. But um, All right. um, Yeah, no, it was uh, uh, under 14s. I first played club game. Um, under, funny enough, my coach that, that season was Russell Van Bale, one of the Marlins, long-time Marlins from back in the day. All right. uh, and then started playing hoops. Then and yeah, it really kind of that was it. Didn't really go back to it. too many other sports after that. So uh, represented Cairns through the junior programs that way, and worked myself up into the um, the the CBA, the Marlins team um, back in 1998. Um, yeah, played a few seasons with the Marlins. Headed off to college for a few years, and went to went to a, a small college in Milwaukee, USA. Yep. Uh, spent some time there, come back home and um, yeah, played a bit more with the Marlins five more years after that and uh, started transitioning into junior coaching in the back end of the playing and then uh, that took me down the pathway that leads me to Mackay now. So, um, coaching's been been really good for me. It's a big passion of mine um, and I'm lucky that uh, yeah I get to do it in a, a bit of a professional capacity now.
0: Yeah, nice. That would have been a bit of a weather change going from Cairns to Milwaukee.
1: Mate, it was huge at the time that was part of the part of the reason to go like i i went over and did a few visits um to a bunch of different schools around the place but you know coming from coming from cairns and the heat and the humidity to wanting to have that change and yeah as you said the milwaukee it's um you know when it snows it snows so you know sometimes you have four five six feet of snow and um to go from one extreme to the other was pretty cool for me to to go through that um yeah, that kind of cultural climate change. And, um, you yeah, know, I had an unbelievable experience in the States, uh, you know, being able to play over there in that environment and just learn how competitive it is. And that basketball's pretty much a religion over there. So, you know, it was a great experience for me. And I guess it kind of helped shape me when I came back to Australia around, you know, where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do in the sport.
0: Yeah yeah and the kids that you coach now like is that is that a pathway that you sort of recommend to them like in terms of going to college and having a bit of a look
1: Absolutely look it's it is definitely something you know the big thing for me with that is that we have so many talented kids that are uh, finish their junior careers at 17 18 19 um, and they really don't one now with our leagues in in Queensland and and all over the country you have to be exceptionally good to be playing QBL, NBL, one north now, and those other levels. So a lot of our junior, junior players, you know, when they're done playing and they've represented state teams and gone to national championships, but they're not good enough to make that jump just yet to the the adult level. So you know, the big thing about college, it gives them, it buys them, what I like to say, three or four years of time to play with their peers, develop their, you know, and and go play um, and develop, use that as a as another pathway, and um, you know, but also the the experience around living overseas and in the U S and you know, the cultural stuff that comes with that and just the whole overall college experience. So, you know, mine was very positive. So I'm, I am quick to recommend it, but I know there's others that haven't had such good experiences and there's some coaches that don't tend to, you know, encourage athletes to take that pathway. But, um, no, I'm definitely one that, that, uh, you know, if there's an opportunity for kids to get a scholarship to go overseas and get a free university degree, then, you know, I'm all for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, I guess before we talk about Mackay, let's talk a little bit about some of the other stuff you've done. And one of the things I was pretty interested to hear about is uh, your time up there coaching the um, Papua New Guinea national team and, you know, attending tournaments at FIBA events and stuff like that. So could you tell us a little bit about, you know, how that came about? It's obviously a great opportunity to, to get on the international stage with coaching and what was it like?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's funny, the the story with, with the connection of Papua New Guinea started um, – I was in um, Cairns um, back in 2006 uh, when I just kind of come back from the States and I was running a program up there called Midnight Basketball and oh, yeah. um, I got a, a random call one day um, from a uh, who at the time was the manager of the, the PNG men's national team and he said, look, I've got five players that are um, keen to come down to Cairns for the weekend um, to do some training and that kind of thing. So could you organize them a game and stuff like that? So we ended up playing a game um, where they ended up having a few more players coming in. So it ended up being like the PNG men's national team played like a Cairns representative men's team. And oh, after man. that game, so that was the first, my first introduction to um, the, the team manager. And he went, he ended up going on to be president of basketball federation of PNG. So fast forward, um, you know, six years later, we stayed in touch each year. they, they kind of come down and played in different events and games, And then um, he reached out when I was in Mackay back in 2013 and asked me if I wanted to take on the, the head coaching role of their national team. And yeah, for me, it was a tremendous opportunity. So um, yeah, 2013 was my first year coaching that's got those guys. I I took them to um, New Zealand for the Pacific FIBA Pacific Championships and we got towed up pretty bad in a, in a whole <laughs> bunch of games. Um, you know, there was 12 teams that I think of that and, so ten teams, and we finished we finished ninth out of ten. Um, so that was my first experience of just kind of coaching the Pacific. But then it kind of then uh, from there, I knew the work that we had to put in. And fast forward yeah. two years later, uh, the next big tournament was the Pacific Games, uh, and that was in Port Moresby, and we finished fourth. So you know, we kind of bumped up from ninth to fourth, which was really good. Yeah. Um, and then uh, last year we had the Pacific Games again. Last year um, that was in Samoa, so. Uh, we finished fourth again in oh, We just missed out on bronze. We we went down to Fiji in the bronze medal game, um, which uh, which was disappointing. But, um, yeah, so it's been a great experience for me to get to those tournaments and um, play against those other countries. And, you know, some of the countries in the Pacific, you're talking and you know, Guam now is now qualified. You know, they played New Zealand last yeah. week as part of the FIBA Asia qualifiers. And, you know, Guam's in our Pacific kind of um, area. You know, guys like Ty Wesley and... Um, so it's, you know, the level in the Pacific has dramatically jumped up over the last few years. And, yeah. you know, just trying to keep the NG in, on pace with some of those, um you know, the benchmark teams like your Guam, Fiji, Tahiti, yeah. um, those kind of tides.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice. And so going away to those FIBA events, that would have been fairly interesting as well, like playing in tournaments with, with your Absolutely. team.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, did. You know, the professionalism of those events is, is you know, that's FIBA. They're, they're the world, you know, the governing body for world basketball. So, there's that level of professionalism that comes with that and, you know, to play in televised games and, um, you know, it's it's really cool to, to be a part of that and the support, you know, the, the, the 2015 Pacific Games, I was lucky, lucky to coach in and that was at home in Port Moresby and, sure. you know, our stadium up there it was about three thousand seats and there it was it was absolutely choppers and anyone that knows Papua New Guinea in sport, they're so passionate about it and three thousand people sounded like thirty thousand in that gym and <laughs> just to play in that that atmosphere to coach and be involved was um you know experience I'll never forget. So yeah, it's it's opened up some doors for me. So FIBA um you know, I was able to, to go through the FIBA coach accreditation program and um, now uh, go out and deliver coaching courses for FIBA. So Oh, nice. um, over the last couple of years, I've had a chance to travel throughout Southeast Asia and the Pacific doing coach development. And, um, yep. you know, so it's just opened up so many doors for me, which has been great.
0: Yeah, nice. I guess at the same time, you were also doing that work with Australian Indigenous Basketball. Your CEO there from 2017 to 2019 and then the head coach of that uh, men's team too for five years or so. So, um, obviously, great opportunity and, you know, experience in, in getting to coach a national team. What was that like?
1: Yeah, it was uh, fantastic as well. That group of players, you know, that represents that Australian Indigenous team is, um, you know, you're talking about some real high caliber um, former NBL guys like Peter yeah. Brothers, Tyson Demos, Kerry Williams, Deborah George. You know, guys that are just outstanding talents, and you know, the, and then you talk about the young talent coming through, guys like you know Vell Williams that's been down there in the boards program now uh, Davo Hickey that just come off his rookie year with Southeast Melbourne Phoenix so yeah, yeah that program and being able to, to be in that position you know is another really great opportunity that I've been um, yeah very thankful for and to be able to travel and go to different tournaments for that 2017 we went to the world Indigenous Basketball Championships, which is in Vancouver, and oh, nice. had a chance to play some of those teams from around the world, Indigenous sides, and yeah. we play the New Zealand Maori every year, um, in a three-game Trans Tasman series, and you know that one's more, more, more than just basketball. You know the the the, the pride and the cultural element around representing um, in those events is is just is is, is huge. So, yeah. um, you know, to be a part of that stuff as well has has helped my coaching and. You know, it's been really good for me to have all these opportunities to do tournament based um, kind of event coaching, which is great. But uh, that kind of led me back to Mackay this year. It was just missing that week in, week out seasonal coaching. And that was a big part of the return back to the Mac.
0: Yeah down to the big Mac town and and I gotta say like you guys do a great job of just promoting Mackay basketball and and what goes on there you know like it must be I was watching the the clip there where you notice the your naming right sponsors came back on board and with Global Product Search and McDonald's I mean those arrangements in a town like Mackay are pretty important aren't they
1: absolutely you know look it's that connection that that community engagement is really important for us and um you know as you said for for us, uh, a QBL or NBL 1 North game for us is, is a big deal. It's it's a night out for our people here, for our fans to come down and, um, you know, enjoy entertainment. and um, So it's really important for us to put on a outstanding game night product that sponsors and, um, you know, people want to invest in and come down. So, um, you know, we're, we're really lucky in Mackay that the support here for our basketball teams and our associations is, is second to none. And, um, you know, as you said, it just we we try and set the benchmark when it comes to the league around not just on court with our players but um you know also just the the whole off court community engagement being in the schools growing the game um you know and making sure that uh you know people in, in our region here in Mackay have an access to um, those basketball programs
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, in the uh, clip where you, we you did the um, announcement of Reese Martin as the women's coach, you were talking about developing the winning culture, and I wanted to to ask you a little bit more detail about that. So, what does that mean for you, and for you as like head coach this year? What, what are those sort of key elements that you want to see associated with that developing that winning culture?
1: Yeah, it's it's probably the the biggest thing, and is just about recruiting the right players that come in with that focus of. You know, winning a championship. You know, when all all ulterior motives are put to the um, put to the side, and it's about you know us collectively. You know, we we have a we're brutally honest when it comes to the if we don't win a championship, then we feel that we've underachieved as a club and as a group. And you know, when you set the expectation high, the players have got to meet that expectation. And yeah. um, you know, so that's a big part for us is that you know each year it's not just about all right, well let's see how we go and let's you know it's championship or bust. And you know then if that's the goal then you've got to, you know, go out and then do the work to make sure you're in a position to, to be competing for that. So, and that goes for both our men's and women's programs. It's, um, it's about doing, doing more, you know, we're, we're probably one of the only clubs um, within the, within the league that, you know, we train, you know, probably three or four times a week. Whereas some of the other teams, only don't the, the traditional two times a week. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's just about going out and doing, doing more and, um, you know Buying into um, You know As I said When it comes to my recruiting One of the first things I talk to the guys about Is You know You come coming here To play for a championship And are you willing To sacrifice Potentially some of your Individual numbers To be in a position to win yeah. um, and, it, and if the answer is no Then yeah thanks But no thanks It's it's not the right situation For you But if it's something where You know We can We um, You know Are both on the same page Around winnings number one Individual stats are number two yeah. um, You know That helps that helps and, and I think you know the other thing too is just having good people you know we're yeah. we're really lucky with leadership um, we've had some players now that and while we've lost a lot on both sides men's and women's that are, that are championship winners um you know there's still enough people involved that have been there and won it and you know as a coach I rely on them a lot to go you know you're the ones that set the set the, the standard for how hard you got to practice the commitment you've got to make and that rubs off on those guys and um yeah, it's, it's 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 just about that's that's just our whole mentality is just about buying in and um, you know collectively doing that. And there's years where we haven't been successful, and yeah. um, you know that's where that buy-in wasn't there. But um, you know, look, that's what we're trying to do this year uh, is get back on top.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think you know that's one of the things you guys do really well up there is you you have those big big posters on the wall with all your yeah. your prior players who've who gone on and achieved big things. And um, obviously, you'd probably like all of them to come back and play for Mackay <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> NBL 1 more season, but might not happen necessarily year on year. So, yeah, having yep. that culture is obviously the key thing that glues it all together, doesn't it?
1: That's right. And, and look, I mean, it's it's not an arrogance. It's just about celebrating success. And, you know, I think all clubs should be doing that going up and, Celebrating the players that have gone on from it's their their local really association to to bigger and better things, and um, you know that helps motivate our our junior players, our under eights and under tens. We don't we don't have access to an NBL or WNBL program here, so you know our junior players see our our NBL one players as their stars, as their heroes. So um, you know, so for us, it's really important that they are good role models and. Um, you know, the, the things that they do and their behavior around the, the courts and the stadium is, um, is, uh, has to be exemplary. And so, um, you know, that's all, once again, it's all part of that fabric of the club and um, you know, how we try and be different to a lot of other organizations.
0: Yeah, nice. So uh, what sort of um, style of play are you are looking at bringing in this year without giving away too many details? Is that-
1: <laughs> nah, it's, I mean, for me, Ed, it's, it's really simple. For us, it's, you know, if we can't defend and rebound and then, you know, we can't do those two things, we can't get out and run. Yeah. And, you know, our championships are always one on the defensive end of the floor and, um, you know, rebounding the basketball. So for us, it's about we – that's always our, our, I guess, our foundation – um, you know, a lot of teams say that, oh, yeah, we're going to go defend and this and this, and you know, they don't buy into it, you know, they give up 100 points like it's nothing. Whereas our focus every year, every game, sorry, is um, you know, we our focus is 80, 82 points, that's where we want to try and hold teams to. And yeah. um, if we don't do that, then we're not, we're not achieving our goals. Offensively, it's just um, you know, the way the game's changed now with a lot more three point shooting, and you know, for me, it's just pace and space, get out and run, um, put players in a position where they can be successful individually within kind of the 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 team structure but um you know a lot of things now i think within the qbl and watching that over the last few years i think there's a lot of coaches that overcoach. you know they love being oh we're going to run this play and this and this and i think that takes away from a lot of the um you know the the skill sets of their actual individual players and, and I get it, you know, I'm a structured guy too. I like having those things, but yeah. at the same time, it's about creating those situations where your players have confidence and, um, you know, can and utilize, best utilize their strengths. So, um, I won't get into the nuts and bolts of it all and about <laughs> too much more than that. But, um, as I said, you know, we're, we're always focused on that defensive end, um, you know, get out running and then trying to beat teams over 40 minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I guess what's you know like this stage of the year too, you'd be setting some goals for the team. Like, what, what do you sort of start off with in terms of initial goals?
1: Yeah, look, it's it's tough. I mean, our season. It's funny. I mean, you've been coaching in our league too for a long time, mate. It's just it's 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 so hard because you know you can drop four games to start of the season and that, and you're. You're playing catch-up then, and yeah. you know, you're, you're under pressure. Yeah, you know, it's not it. like the NBL and the and the WNBL where you can go, all right, let's kind of ease our way into it. We've got 28 games to, you know, figure this thing out. For us, it's like, you know, you need to be ready game one because if you, as I said, if you drop two or three games early, um, you're you're under under the pump. So, um, you know, we kind of set up myself as a coach. I break the season down into four quarters. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of the. That, that first now that we play in April but pretty much May is quarter one um, June is quarter two uh, July quarter three and then the finals going into August is quarter four so yeah. we kind of set goals within each of those months and that quarter to focus on you know who we're playing what we want to do to get better um, adding in some wrinkles of things defensively and change-ups and those kind of things offensively but um, yeah it's, it's just a bit of a I don't try and look too much at the overall big picture. It's kind of, you know, let's break down these situations and put them into kind of four quarters. And, you know, we open up the season. I think we've got Toowoomba at home. Then we're on the road to to Southern Districts and Brisbane. And then we're on the road to Rocky. So our first four games are all going to be tough games. And, um, you know, so it's kind of focusing on that first month. Uh, Let's really start the season well, lay a good foundation if we can go and get a couple of those early and, and build a bit of confidence in the group, then um, we'll be on the right track.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, Joel, under your coaching guidance, I was just trying to work out. So, you got, you would have been, uh, I, I know for sure, you were there in 2015, you knocked over Brisbane in the final. Um, <laughs> how, how many championships have you been involved with there as, at Mackay?
1: As yeah, so in Mackay, um, so three in Mackay, so 2011 and 2012, we went back to back. Um, yeah. And that's when um, I was on the coaching panel. So we had Krug's, Grant Kruger was our, our head coach, player oh, yeah. kind of player coach. Yeah. Um, and then I was his assistant, kind of doing a bit more of the X's and O's. And um, Krug's was focused on the motivational side of things, which he was really good at. Um, <laughs> so we, um, yeah, we went back to back 2011, 2012, um, missed the playoffs 2013, which was my first year as a head coach. Uh, 2014, we got back to the GF and lost to Rocky um, down there. And then 2015, um, yeah, got up uh, over Brisbane at home in that three-game series thriller. Yeah. So after, you know what, after we played you guys in that semifinal, mate, that was um, that was a hard battle as well. So, um, yeah, 2015, yep, yeah, yep, was the last one with the meteors. And, um, yeah, yeah, good to, good to finish on top that year.
0: Yeah, and I was just going to say, I didn't realise, uh, you know, you had sort of three... Grand final um, appearances there yeah. with Rock, Rocky. is I remember, um, you know, talking to Ian Stanker and Simon Mitchell at the start of my podcast series, and they were talking about the Cross City Throwdown with Melbourne United. But is it a bit like that with you and Rocky? You, know, you get into a bit of a bit of a throwdown oh, there.
1: They got they, they got nothing on our on our rivalry. Made that Melbourne <laughs> one fair ink of me. They're they're not even close. Like when when you talk about Rocky and Mackay in hoops. Um, you know that rivalry; it's um, it's very healthy. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> the, the best way to say it, mate. Um, and look, I mean, it's 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 great for us. We love going down there and playing. We love having them at home. And I think it's also because you know when you look at over the last ten years, and we were just I was just talking to Jason Borg about this the other week. Um, you know, from from a men's side. Um, Mackay or Rocky were in the grand finals, I think six out of ten years, yeah. um, and won. It. And then on the women's side, it was even more. You know, like so, over that last decade, when you talk about Mackay and Rockhampton setting the benchmark of, of the just the league um, with championships, and, and and that that just heightens the rivalry, mate. When it's all on the line, and um, I'll tell you what, one one game that sticks out, and, and Tweety won't like me talking about it was, was twenty twelve. <laughs> Um, you know, when we went down to Rocky and were able to beat them on their home floor in that, um, that grand final there, that was, that was unbelievable because, to, to, I mean, you you know what it's like. that yeah, yeah. That place there is a fortress. It's, it's so hard to go down and win. Their, their crowd is just unbelievably loud and boisterous and they'll, they'll let you know if you're not having a good night, that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so to go down there and win it that night was, um, was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So talking about probably a good segue into, you know, that work that you're doing there at Mackay, like with your stadium, what's the, what's the plan there? Are you guys putting in some more like sponsor boxes or something like that? Or what's it going to yeah. be?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we, um so the, our sponsor corporate boxes over the last four years have kind of been, I, I guess makeshift's the best way. So we had some scaffolding come in um, to set up those kind of grandstands as as corporate boxes but we've been really lucky to get some um, funding from the federal government and local city council here in Mackay uh, to to build a basically it's a purpose-built grandstand for our corporate box sponsors so brand new um, you know we'll end up having I think it's about 266 seats just on that side which is about I think it's about 40 corporate boxes altogether Um, but um, yeah to have that particularly you know our sponsors; they invest a lot of money into our program, as we talked about earlier. And to be able to have a, a situation where they're coming into a brand new grandstand and to be able to enjoy the, enjoy the game nights is is great for our club. So, yeah, that's hopefully it's um it's all supposed to be done. The uh, the the first week, also the the last week before the first game. So, fingers crossed.
0: Right. So you got the hammer drill working overtime.
1: Mate, the hammer drill is in effect. <laughs> <laughs> great, clip
0: uh, on, uh, great clip on the Mackay website with Joel <laughs> operating the hammer drill.
1: I'm glad people have picked up on the pun with the old hammer drill. So, um, yeah. And it's funny, mate. I'm, um, you know, I come, my, my family, my, <laughs> is construction, like it's, it's in the blood. And oh, I'm right. a sheep for the family that, uh, you know, completely bypassed anything to do with construction. So, when I go and put stuff like that, um, you know, do things like that, it doesn't bring – it brings great shame to our house.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> good for a laugh but anyway.
1: But, 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 but great for a laugh. <laughs>
0: yeah, nice. So, um, I guess, you know, just thinking about we we're just about ready to compete in the NBL One North season. Um, how do you think – what are your thoughts on that, that branding of uh, changing the QBL over and what's the, what do you think it'll do for the league?
1: Yeah, look, I think it's fantastic. I think it's something that the league has needed for the last few years is just kind of taking it to a new level of, of professionalism. And I think the branding and marketing, um, you know, of what the NBL One were able to do down south last year, if if that can be, you know, replicated up north, I think it's going to be great. I think, um, you know, they they did a really good job of painting, you know, those players down there in, in, in that light of being heroes and, um, you know, getting the video packages up Pretty much straight after a game was done, and yeah. you know, highlighting the matchups and the breakdowns and all that stuff. I think it's something that's going to take our league to a new level. Um, you know, I think it's always been that that funny mentality that everyone down in Victoria thinks Victoria is the best league, <laughs> <second-tier> league <laughs> yeah. in the second tier league in Australia. But um, you know, I'm ha- quite happy to put money on you know any of our Queensland teams to to be able to compete with their best ones down there, and I think everyone coming under this one banner now um, and bringing back the national championship is huge. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, that having that for, for us like Mackay, we're a regional city. Um, but, you know, if we can have some success and be potentially playing for a national championship and, you know, it's another element for us to get more people playing basketball in our region. And it'd be the same for, for any of those regional associations, you know, your cares, Townsville, Toowoomba's, you know, yeah. Ipswich, if, if any of those clubs can go on and, and, and win, um, you know, a national title, it's just, it'd just be fantastic. So having that that carrot at the end of the season, I think is another big one um, yeah. for us. But I'm just looking forward to being able to sit down on a weekend, Anthony, and, and watching, you know, every other game live streamed with commentary as well. You know, you yeah, know you yeah. guys coach know how hard it is to, to scout when you don't get to get great footage sometimes and, yep. you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, to be able to see, watch players in real time and, um, you know, see our coaches make adjustments and all that. I think, you know, from a scouting point of view, it's going to be massive for us as well. So, um, yeah, big things ahead this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, that's, the, that's the thoughts around the league at the moment. It's going to lift the profile and, and be huge, you know, for, uh, for not only the coaches but the, the, the fans as well. So, uh, so just talking about the current NBL season, I've got a feeling I know which way you're leaning towards this, <laughs> but who you are you liking for the, uh, for the championship?
1: Oh, man, I, I, I think the if you want to win, you got to go through Perth. I yeah. just, you know, they're just so good. They're so methodical in the way that they do things, and you know, even Cairns had a great crack at them on Friday night, and then they just got, you know, they pretty much got Bryce Cotton. You know, like <laughs> it just, you know, like, but and that's the thing. Even when when it all else fails, they've got guys like Bryce and Nick Kay that just go to a whole another level of, um, you know, and I think. Sydney, you know, Sydney has the most most depth um, in terms of their lineup. I was really shocked last night that Melbourne choked and you know mm. they dropped that one. You know they were in a great position to go steal game one and yeah, um, really put themselves in a position to go close that series out. Um, you know this afternoon the Titans, you know they're going to need all those five and a half thousand people behind them, but I just can't I just can't see them beating Perth. I just think Perth Perth just know how to win and yeah. it's the same thing we talked about culture earlier on, Ant. Perth yeah. has got that culture. Yeah. You know, other clubs talk about having it, but they don't. Like they just you know, Perth, you can see everyone is their their ultimate focus is winning a championship. It's not about any individual, it's about winning a championship and and how that all happens. And the way that those guys talk in the media, the way that they play on court. Um, you know, I, I think Cairns <laughs> have got the best three imports in the league. Yeah. Um well two out of the best three anyway, but um, you know, the it's just not the right you know, I think Mike's trying to develop that culture, but until you win, you you just don't know, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, Melbourne United kind of, you know, they've got some guys. Dean Bickerman as a coach is outstanding, and they've been there and won it. Um, and and Sydney, you know, you talk about a couple of guys there. But I just I just got this. I just got you got to beat Perth. I think it's you know Cairns may surprise me this afternoon and go get that one done, uh, which hopefully sends it to a game three. But um, I, if I'm a betting man, I'll put my money on the Wildcats.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I, it, I, I think it's one of those things. Like, it could go, could go anyway. But you're right. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. a, there's a, um, there's an element of you know people who've been there, done that, know how to get it done, and and yeah, playing in Perth sounds like it's a pretty formidable place. Um, with fifteen to twenty thousand people there, <laughs> down your throat like R- Rockhampton and Mackay times twenty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean. <laughs> You know that home court court advantage is massive. It'll be massive this afternoon in Cairns, and you know they'll never say that they they are influenced by it. But um, you know I think there's a lot of a lot of officials that when they're in that environment, that pressure's on. I mean they're human, just like everybody else. And when you got, as you said, fifteen thousand red army people or six thousand five and a half thousand orange army people that are in the crowd, um, you know, and that that that's where that it's so important that you finish on top to have home court advantage for, for any type of finals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Now, one thing I've skipped over and I didn't mean to skip over this, but I wanted to pry a little bit for some information. So, so so you got a Ras back um, this year and and I'm assuming is Reese playing as well? Is coaching the women?
1: Yeah, he will play. Um, You know, look, he's, he's not, we're not bringing him in, um, you know, for that in particular, like uh, our focus for him is, is on, you know, his coaching role with the, with our meteorites and, um, you know, that's his number one priority is making sure they're, they're um, going to be ready to go night in and night out. But, um, you know, look, he will suit up and play play for our men's team. So, you know, bringing in once again that leadership and experience from him is, is at the point going to be great. Um, as you said, Rassi's back. Um, we've got some announcements coming out. Hopefully this week, mate, we're very close on, on getting our imports signed uh, oh, for the year ahead. Um, you know, but it's been tough going recruiting this year. Um, you know, it's all... I think it's all well and good that we're all excited about the, the league coming under this NBL one banner. But um, what's funny is that the, uh, the players that have played NBL one down South are now trying to drive up NBL one North prices. Yeah. By saying, Well, this is what we're getting paid in the South. Yeah. being In the NBL one. And you know, like it's, it's funny those clubs, you know, you're talking memberships of 10, 12,000 people. That are, so they've got a lot more money to be able to offer players in that regard. So, um, you know, as I said, recruiting has been tough going for us. We've um, we had a number of players that we targeted that we weren't successful in signing, but I think a lot of clubs have been in that boat. Yeah, um, yeah. But in saying that too, we've been able to really, you know, the, the players that we have focused on and are trying to get to town now, um, you know, where we feel it's the right pieces for us. Yeah. Um, as I said, in, in talking about that culture, we didn't want – we didn't want guys here that were going to just use this as one as a paycheck or a way for them to boost their numbers for the next NBL contract. It was about coming in and, and winning the championship. And, um, yeah, we're we're hopeful that the pieces we can get over the line, mate, and, uh, can help make that happen.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, um, you know, uh, the player... Uh, market, I suppose, if you call it that, like, uh, yeah. is is a little bit interesting at the moment. You know, everyone needs money to live, but um, by the same token, associations, you know, really, really, really rely on that that sponsorship funding and and you know, just that good fan base to help uh, get people through the door and bums on seats. So yep. it's it's certainly not a bottomless pit <laughs> from what yeah. people think, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's
1: I, like you and you you know that as well as I do, mate. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that think they know about, um, you know, what other clubs and that are spending and that kind of thing. And yeah. I really have no, no idea. It's funny to always hear, you know, we've always had the, some of those particular the southern clubs that go, oh, you know, Rocky and Mackay and Houndball, <laughs> yeah. you know, they got the money. Stacks of cash. And they got that. And, um, you know, so, but once again, it, it also comes back to where, you know, your QBL or NBL one program sits as a priority within your association. So yeah, up here in Mackay, we, we don't hide the fact that that's our biggest marketing tool to get people to play the game. Yeah. Um, you know, so for us, we, we want to invest more money into that program and we have to go out and, you know, it's not like just signers are going up. Sponsors are going, Oh, here's our money. Sign us up. Like there's, you've got to be able to put a good product on the floor and service them in a way that makes them want to return. So it's, it's not easy going, but, um, yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see some of the lineups. I've heard, you know, Cairns this year, they're, the word on the street is that they're pretty much rolling out the Taipan's lineup, bar their imports. All right. Um, so that'll be interesting to see when it all all comes to, to fruition. And then some of the clubs in Brisbane with that connection to the Bullets, it's going to be interesting to see some of those lineups as well. So we're excited at the challenge, mate. I know for sure we won't be going in as favorites this year. And, um, you know, Rocky, you're looking at, Todd Blanchfield, Matty Hodgson, Import One, Cam Trigger coming back, so um, you know I'm sure Neil's Neil's pretty confident with his group as well. Yeah. Um, so we're we're kind of going as that bit more of an underdog tag this year, which I'm excited about coaching.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, you and you and us as well. Like we're uh, yeah. South West will have a, a strong team, but very much a local team. So um, yeah, it's it, it'll be um, interesting to see. You know, like uh, with all the talk that happens every year. You know, like it's just a week by week thing. You just got to <laughs> see who turns up on the yeah, day.
1: That's it. That's it. See who turns up. That's that's pretty much the way it is, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah. Not wrong. All right, mate. Well, I'll let you get on with your day and uh, I just wanted to thank you again for making some time for the podcast today. It's uh, always good to catch up with you, big fella, and um, no doubt you, you got, you know, everything's heading in the right direction up there. Good to see you back in Mackay. I think, you know, the, the social media stuff that you guys do up there is is great. Um, you know, I, I think you're at the lead, you know, in terms of most of the associations, in terms of putting out good content and um, keeping it fresh.
1: Nah, thanks, mate. It's... Uh yeah, appreciate it. Always good to yarn, and hopefully be back on the show again uh, when we roll out the the season.
0: Yeah, no worries, mate. We'll we'll make a date.
1: <laughs> Sounds good, Anthony. Cheers, All mate. All
0: right, thanks, mate. Catch Great. you later. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. You can get in touch with me through my email at Coach at gmail.com. That's australianbasketballcoach, all one word, lowercase, at gmail.com. Also, follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Coach and also on Facebook with Australian Basketball Coach. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you and thanks again for listening.